Hey everyone, this is Ryan. Just trying something new. Me and Jess were laughing hysterically at some stuff that I can't really include. Um, but instead of chopping it out and putting it at the end of the podcast, I'm putting it at the start because it was the lead in. But I do have to edit and beep some stuff out. So hopefully it still kind of makes sense and you can laugh along with us. Here we go. Ah, oh, all right. You can just watch me, you freak. Oh my god. <laughs> right, let's, turn, let's turn them both on for now. Hey, hey. <laughs> I need, I need to see your <laughs> face now. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, I can't breathe. Uh, okay. Uh, <sighs> okay, let's do it. Okay, let's get on. <laughs> I can't, I've lost my mind. Gotta, you gotta start off with a lot of energy. Welcome to the fifth episode of Jesse J's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host. What the fuck? Going away. I'm your host, Jesse J. And the whole time you're saying that, I'm like. <laughs> okay. You're the fucking worst. You need to intro this episode because I've lost it. I can't do it. Okay. Right. Your turn. Introduce this episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of Jesse J's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan C. And I'm your host, Jesse J. I note that you already stuffed up the title. Jesse J's Pinball Podcast? Uh, yeah. Pinball Adventures. And this is why you're the co-host. <laughs> Start again. Start again. <laughs> no, the... we're keeping that. No, for we're the... keeping that. Uh, okay. No one wants... I had Ryan introduce today's episode because he made me laugh so hard just prior to coming on air that I, I felt like I was incapable of doing it. But I'm going to reconsider that in the future now because you can't even get the name right. What were we laughing about, Jess? Uh, usually we leave the inappropriate content to a little deeper in the episode. So ask me again in about half an hour and we might sure. cover off on that. So what's the last two weeks in isolation been like for you, Jess? Um, look, uneventful for the most part. Um, let's cover off on the shadow quickly because once I get started on that, I don't shut up. So you got, I'm starting a timer. You have two minutes, two minutes. Okay. I've been playing the shadow. It's been really good. I am presently number one on the machine, but unfortunately I still haven't toppled you as the grand champion, which is deeply infuriating to me. Um, but it's been a good time. I actually watched the shadow in the preceding fortnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very enjoyable time. So this podcast is sometimes as much about my dating life as it is about <laughs> pinball. Um, <laughs> and so on that note, I watched The Shadow as like a virtual date with someone that I've been talking to. I was like, hey, how do you feel about, you know, we can't see each other. So why don't we have a video chat and then we'll watch this early 90s Alec Baldwin movie together at the same time. <laughs> and they were like, sure, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, right? Um, anyway, it was really fun to hear the call-outs from the machine in the movie, like doing it in reverse, playing the machine and then watching the movie. Mm-hmm. was actually really fun, and I kind of preferred that. I think if I'd watched The Shadow first and then seen the machine, I'd be like, nah, 
I wouldn't have been interested. I haven't seen it in so long. The the inner sanctum, the dirty sanctum, that's that's his hideout, right? Yes. My date actually raised a good point, which is why is the sanctum why is his sanctum elsewhere? Why does he have it off site? And I said, well, you know, if someone he's kind of like Batman, so if someone ever discovered the sanctum at his place, then they would know that he's the shadow, right? Yeah, okay. What I don't what do you think? I don't remember the movie, but obviously you're smarter than your date. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. So, yeah, I watched The Shadow. That was really good fun. Um, and I think that more or less covers my update, lest we talk about it for too long. So just imagine that I've been staring romantically into Alec Baldwin's eyes um, for at least two hours a day, and that's pretty much where I've been at. What have you been up to? Uh, Pinball-wise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh it's mm-hmm. finally hit the shores of australia it took a very long time to get here so sometimes they rush orders here when they haven't announced them and it's ready to go like monsters was kind of like here on location before it was in the u.s um that rarely happens so it arrived um i had a friend that i work with so i was allowed to go and kind of unbox it for work um and yeah i played a couple of games it's good I, I don't yeah. have played it enough to form a proper opinion on it, but it's fun, it's beautiful, it shoots amazingly, and I don't understand the software because you never understand a stern pinball machine software unless you play the game 50 plus times yeah. or, 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 or watch a tutorial, which I don't. Yeah, I don't do it at the moment. It does look very aesthetically pleasing, and it's a cool theme as well. I think people are pretty excited about it. Obviously, like you just said, you can't really know until you've played a lot of games, but based on the few that you had, do you think you'd want that in your collection one day? I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where I, I usually, not fall in love with the game, but I usually buy a game like one or two years after it's out, because then, then I know. I'm, I'm not married to the idea of getting a game when it's not fully fleshed out in the hopes that like the software will get there one day and I don't know if the software is already there or will get there um, at the yeah. moment um, I'm not saying that it could already have amazing software I don't I don't actually know um, but I've played that game before with like the Hobbit and this and that and I don't I don't like that not anxiety but that build up was like oh wow the next update could really you know because then you, you start tricking yourself into thinking, well, mm. this is better than it is because you own the machine in a state that you don't actually like. So every update, you think that it gets better, but it might not actually make it that much better or, or good enough. So I'm rambling, but mm. my point is I'd, I'd rather buy a machine when it's fully complete and I, I know what I'm getting and I like it in that state. Yeah, that's fair. Who's the team behind Turtles? Uh, so it's John Borg on design... It's Dwight mm-hmm. Sullivan on rules. It is uh, Zombie Yeti, who's very busy um, on mm. artwork, and Jerry Thompson on sound. And he, Jerry Thompson pretty much does all the sound now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that just arrived in Australia. It's been a while since it's been out in the US, a couple of months. We just had a couple of days ago, and by the time this is released, there might be more information about it, but we just had the Avengers teased by Stern. What do you know about the Avengers, Jess? You know what? I'm probably going to get myself cancelled for saying this, but I don't know if I can actually name a single Avenger. Is Captain America an Avenger? Yes. Okay, well, there's one. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not... I'm not super... As far as superheroes are concerned, I've always liked superheroes that aren't really super powered so you know i like the punisher i like batman like luke cage they don't really have super powers per se so i never really got very deep into the marvel slash dc universes um and therefore oh, yeah batman I can only... is dc isn't he yeah but everyone knows batman it's kind of an yeah, exception okay. i think okay. um anyhow so my knowledge around it is pretty limited but the teaser did look pretty cool what what do you think about it well, there seems to be a lot of confusion about the game. And as, as I said, by the time this comes out, it might have already been cleared up. But some people think it might be a reskin of the previous Avengers game because there was an Avengers right. that came out about 10 years ago that almost no one likes. Um, and then some people thought it might be a home edition. It, it's weird. It was kind of kept a secret for so long, which is great. But I almost think it works... Not not works against them. It's It's... 
very smart the way they release information. Some people might think it's dumb, but if they just like sprung the entire game onto everybody, like here's the game, bam, and nobody knew about it, half the comments would be kind of like outrage, half of them good. Whereas mm. the way they release it now in stages, where basically they tease the video, they tease first, so everyone knows generally what the theme is. And then they'll show the artwork, and then they'll show the gameplay. Everyone kind of gets their bitching done and out of the way, and, and it's kind of like the discussion dies down a little bit, and then they have the next bit of information. So all the bitching is out of the way by the time it's it's fully revealed. And by full reveal, I usually mean um, your mate Deadflip. He'll have a, a stream at the at the Stern Factory. How's how's your <laughs> yeah, well, let's just talk about it now. What's what's going on with you and, and Mr. Jack Danger? Um, look, after the lovely comments that I've made about Jack previously on this show, um, I extended the internet branch of friendship to him, and he hasn't accepted it. And that was over a week ago, so, you know. Everyone else in the pinball community has been extremely welcoming, but maybe Mr. <laughs> Danger is too good for me. <laughs> so... Or so he thinks. So if anyone's listening and is, is actually friends with Jack Danger, tell him that, that Jess is deeply offended that he hasn't... I'm heartbroken. Heartbroken? Yeah. I've been weeping. Jack's giving me the cold shoulder, and that's okay. We can't all be friends, I guess. But everyone else has been very lovely. I've been having some great chats with people out there in the community and uh, other podcasters and really feeling the love. So, you know, that's okay. I don't need Jack anyway. Ooh. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> Now he's got, like, no motivation to accept your friend request, like... No, I've got to play it cool now. Like, ah, is this the treating mean to keep him king kind of thing? Exactly. Maybe I should just cancel my friend request. And then he has to friend request you. (laughs) That's right. Mm, I don't think that's going to happen, Jack's too Which will never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, back to Avengers. Yeah, so it's a... I believe it's a Keith Alwyn design, zombie artwork. Um, Keith does his own rules, so he designs the rules and he gets uh, a guy called Rick Nagel to implement them, so they're kind of like a dynamic duo team. Um, and I think Keith is the only one, as far as I'm aware, who, who does that. So he'll design the play field and the rules. Like, he wants kind of like total control of, of his, um, his pinball machine. Um, most designers, they work with the rules guy and they have like brainstorming sessions, but I don't think they're kind of dictating is probably the wrong words. Um, but yeah, I think Keith does it, controls the direction of his pinball machines more than normal. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see in the next couple of days, uh, the layout, uh, Keith always does three flippers. His first two games, the flipper has been on the right. I believe this time the flipper is the third flippers on the left. That's all I will tell you about the game without... Um, and as I said, this might be pointless by the time this gets released, but there's more info, but let's leave it for the reveal. Okay, cool. Wait and see. Well, for now, I think it's still, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm excited about any new pinball release at the moment because I'm a baby and everything's exciting to me. So. Oh, by the way, sorry, one more, one more thing. It's not Avengers Endgame. It's the comic book Avengers, which means yeah. it fo- it'll follow a comic book story, which will be, I mean, like, the comic book is, you know, it just, it's not going to be called Avengers Endgame. It's called something else. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it, it was still, it still has Thanos on it. There's a big Thanos uh, mm-hmm. on the back glass. The, um, yeah, you're not going to get the actors on there. If you think you're going to get um, the clips from the movie and things like that, no. It's going to be all yeah. comic book stuff. They will have people doing voices of whoever they choose to uh, dictate the game. It might be Thanos. Uh, it might be, you know, that, and, I, and I'm just completely guessing. Um, or it might be, you know, the team of Avengers, including Captain America. That's <laughs> the only one you know. So is that potentially a licensing issue is that why they don't want to pay for a license and for casting the the actual voice actors or could it be a different reason or we don't know uh we don't know but it, it could be a million different things um i think with guardians of the galaxy they ran into some some issues like if if just one actor doesn't want their like clip displayed on there like benicio del toro didn't want to be on guardians of the galaxy and they released guardians of the galaxy when number two came out, so they were kind of already behind, so to speak, so it's not like the movie comes out and bam, you got this brand new pinball machine. Marvel, in terms of the comics, would own the the IP for all of their, you know, all the characters, yep. but the actual face, like Robert Downey Jr., 
I don't think Stern and Jody and the team over there wants to ask him for permission to draw his face and then ask, you know, the entire cast and then mm, yeah. choose someone for voice. It would just, it would just, it's a lot of back and forth. I think it's a lot easier to use the power of the license. Like, hey, we have a Deadpool pinball machine, um, and then actually have nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds at yeah. all or clips. Yeah, because then, as I said, then they kind of spend a lot of money. Like the Star Wars game has hardly anything on it. Super expensive license. They paid a lot for the the theme from uh, is it John Williams. If they can remove a bunch of that stuff, then they earn more money, and it's easy to make the pinball machine. And mm. it doesn't necessarily mean the best for the customer, but uh, yeah, making pinball is hard. Still a business at the end of the day, I guess. Well, it's gonna be cool to see what Avengers is like when it's finally released. Hey, um, on the topic of the last two weeks in pinball as well, I've I've covered very briefly on my playing because no one wants to hear about the shadow for half an hour again. Um, but in terms of pinball media, I've actually been quite busy over here. I finally got around to watching Special When Lit. So that was quite a good... Uh, movie, yeah. Special When Lit, the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, a few thoughts out of that. Some serious, <laughs> some not so. <clears throat> Number one... We discussed this, and, and you can attest to this because I sent you pictures. Neil Schatz looks exactly like my ex-boyfriend. I need to bring up this picture again. Can you can you resend it? How it was like two weeks ago? You sent me a screenshot, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> he looks like a, a he. It looks exactly like my ex, but maybe ten to fifteen years older. Well, I don't know how okay. old Neil is, but you know. So maybe maybe Neil Schatz can be your pinball boyfriend. <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> Anyone got Delete. Neil's number? <laughs> where is? I don't. I don't know where Neil Schatz is. He kind of disappeared. Yeah. I'm sure someone knows. I just don't. I'm not Neil, if you're listening, give me a call. But seriously, Special One Love is really cool. I really enjoyed that. And one thing that I was thinking while watching that was that it's really interesting to see the people featured in that. Um, and the way they talk about pinball because, you know, we joke a lot about how the main demographic of pinball is 50-year-old white dudes. But when you think about it, it makes sense in a way because pinball was so huge when those people were in their teens or early 20s, right? It was so mainstream. Yeah. Everyone played. Um, and a really interesting thing they mentioned that I liked was that they were saying how arcades kind of momentarily bridged the class divide a bit because everyone from every walk of life would go and play and then go off to their different worlds, whether they be affluent or totally broke, you know, it kind of unified people like that. Nowadays, it's almost a counterculture or, or alternative interest, you know, like people consider it now to be very niche to be super into pinball, whereas not that long ago, you know, only 30 or 40 years ago, they were everywhere. They were in every corner store, every arcade, Everyone knew what it was, and everybody played it. And I thought it was really interesting how quickly that changed. I mean, it wasn't super, super quick. It was a, a, a gradual... Uh, I don't know. Was it? Yeah, I guess, like, when Williams disappeared, Pimble wasn't very good for a, a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it still takes time. Like, the decline and, I guess, the resurgence of Pimble is not an overnight thing, but just... Just considering the, the public perception of it has been interesting to me. It's something I've been thinking about a lot because when I tell people nowadays, you know, I've got to tread lightly actually because a few people I'm talking to uh, have listened to this podcast now. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you tell people that you're really into pinball, most people think that's weird. And maybe it is kind of weird, but... Well, it's we Well, the weird part, I guess, is that you're, you're a female, so <laughs> it would be probably easier for you to say that versus me saying that <laughs> like you're the only person i've ever talked to on like a dating app that's been like ah oh, yeah cool pinball i know that i like that mm-hmm. um versus everyone else is just like ah okay like that's some weird thing he's into i guess i'll just like shove that in the corner of like this guy is very normal except for pinball and then shove that in the corner yeah i mean I guess so. <laughs> and you know, when I think about, you know, we talked on a previous episode about me starting up a separate Facebook page for my pinball life, so to speak. And um, yes. now I've got hundreds and hundreds more friends on there than I do on my actual Facebook that I've had for 10 <laughs> um, And I would say that 99% of those people are male. Um, I'm doing yeah. my best to try and reach out and find and always accepting friend requests from women. Um, but yeah, it still remains very male dominated, I guess. So if there are any, um, 
young ladies or women listening to this, please send me an email because I want to hear from you. Where are you? I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very lonely. I've been getting messages from people saying, ah, oh, so I missed the first like episode or something, so are you and Jess dating? No. Me and Jess saw each other very, very briefly. Um, and like, ah, oh, okay, well, why did you guys, like, I, I don't get it. Like, you're into pinball, she's into pinball. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, shouldn't you guys be, like, married? And Yeah, they don't get it. So I'd like to introduce a new segment. <laughs> okay, what, new segment. What was that, sorry? It's the only criteria. You like pinball, I like pinball, we should have babies. That's it. Yeah, yeah babies. So a new segment called Why Did Ryan and Jess Break Up? Um, <laughs> and the, ex- the <laughs> excuse today is that um, Jess doesn't believe in the moon landing. She, th- she thinks it's all a hoax. So I just that's a, that's a red flag for me, a deal breaker. I was out. Yeah. What was your reason, Jess? <sighs> Look, mine's a little more serious than that. Um, for as intelligent as you are, Ryan, I just can't handle the fact that you're an anti-vaxxer. Uh, Alright, moon landing anti-vaxxer. Stay tuned for next week for the... (laughs) (laughs) Why do Ryan just hate each other? (laughs) Okay, cool. I I was wondering all week what you were going to say, because you were like, yeah, I've got a new segment, but I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, that's That's not not even it. it. Okay. Do you want to do the... the, It's not not a great segment, but do you want to do the new segment now? Why not? We'll get to the new segment in a sec. That that wasn't it. Okay. What else do you have to tell us, Jess? Um, so just wrapping up the week in Pimble News and my Pimble Media consumption, which is increasing exponentially week on week. <laughs> um, I also listened to Final Round episode 15 with Johannes. That was really cool to listen to. I particularly enjoyed how wholesome he sounds with his beautiful German accent. One thing that came up that really inspired me, and it's not pinball related, is Jeff was talking about how when he used to work in radio, he would just say on air that he was feeling really hungry and then a couple of pizzas Mm. would show up at the station. So Magically appear. Yeah. So I think we should test this out right now, Ryan. If you could manifest anything to your door right now, what would it be? (laughs) Uh, Christopher Franchi in a (laughs) G-string. Okay. (laughs) Cool. That's not where I expected that to go. Well, you said anything, so I'd, 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 I'd go for something a bit weird, right? Yeah, totally. All right, well, I hope that all your dreams come true because, you know, I was just kind of hoping for some waffles, but um, Frenchie and a G-string will do as well. It's what, so you're gonna, trying to manifest something non-pinball related on a pinball podcast? What the hell? Yeah, a bitch gets hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your words, not mine. Hey, the one thing I noticed from that interview was um, Johannes says the word learn the same way that Arnold Schwarzenegger says it in Terminator 2. Okay. You know when that little kid's in the car and he's trying to teach uh, Arnold, like, you know, fuck off, dickwad, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, he's trying to teach, teach him how to be cool, uh, and Arnold's like, the, the, more I, the, more I, the more you talk to me, the more I learn. Um, I was listening to Johannes, and he doesn't sound exactly like that, but he, he was talking about the rules of Team NT, and he was like, yeah, the more I learn, and I'm like, ah, it just, like, the sound triggered that, that memory, so I just thought, there was a random thought in my head. That's a pretty cool association to make, like, I would like to be associated with T2 based on my accent, but the best I'm probably going to get is, like, I don't know, what's a Bogan Aussie that you can relate me to? A bogan Aussie. <laughs> a ziggy bat brain. A ziggy bat brain, exactly. Okay, so, are you done with your, your week of media consumption? Um, no, actually, not quite. Two more little things. I read Roger Sharp's piece on, what was it called? The Shape of Pinball to Come, or something yep. like that. Um, very well articulated, as always, from Roger. Great read. And- you can find that on Jeff's This Week in Pinball. Perfect. Definitely encourage anyone to go and read it. Something that came up in that that I thought was interesting that I'm curious about is surrogate.tv. Do you know anything about this, right? No. So I don't really know anything about it, but it's some kind of technology which connects people at home to machines on location. I don't know any more than that, though, so I might have to do my research for next time. I didn't read the article. I'll link, I, I, made, I made you read it, but I didn't read you the didn't article. Read <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're missing out. 
Um, but that's about okay. it for me. This is this this is why I made you read it because my my segment is called Fake Interviews with Jesse J. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So cool. eventually, eventually, me and you are gonna like stop. There's gonna be a point where we're so fucking bored of talking to each other. We're gonna need like a third wheel to come in. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, to to help carry the load. Mm-hmm. And eventually, one day, maybe like three or four years from now. You might interview Roger Sharp, and you have to be ready. So let's pretend, no preparation, you don't know this is coming. So, hello, I'm Roger Sharp. Hey, Pinball Daddy, good to hear from you. Welcome to the show. Ah, you can't, (laughs) this is, half the messages I send just throughout the week is stop calling Roger Sharp Pinball Daddy. It makes me so uncomfortable. It's with respect, because he's the father of Pinball. You're the one that's making it weird. It's just, it's just weird. If I if I message Josh Sharp right now and be like, hey, do you find it weird that there's a, a 30-year-old girl out there calling your dad Pinball Daddy? What do you think his response is going to be? I don't know. You should ask him. All right. I'm going to message him right now. <laughs> Stay tuned for Josh's response to this. And the second reason that I get cancelled on this episode. Hi, Josh. Do you think it's weird <laughs> if a 30-year-old female calls Roger Pimble Daddy. He's going to be so confused by this message. <laughs> Thanks. Asking for a friend. <laughs> okay, so, hi, I'm Roger Sharp. Um, please don't call me Pimble Daddy. Continue. But this segment's no good, because if we were going to have guests on the show, I would have meticulous notes. I would be like Jeff Teolis up in here. Organized. Yeah. Prepped. I would be drinking yeah. my honey and lemon tea before the episode to get my voice ready. I'll be doing my singing <laughs> exercises like, ah, pinball daddy. You know, I'd be ready. That's the, but that's the thing though. You can't. You, okay, when you when you interview people, and I'm notoriously bad at doing this, I will I will ask a question and then like not really listen to the answer because I'm like, when I'm gonna ask the next question? When so you have to you have to like listen. It's like you know, active listening. You do it. You do it with work. What kind of questions would you ask Roger Sharp? See, this is such a hard one to start me off with, too, because, like we said, there is nothing that I could possibly ask Roger Sharp about pinball that hasn't been asked before, right? Yeah, but you don't, you don't, I mean, we're talking about shit that people have heard a thousand times already as well, that, you know, how to get better at pinball and post-passing and all that kind of stuff, so you don't necessarily, it, it can be a noob interview, it doesn't need to be, like, some elitist interview. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate this segment. I just want you to know in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Done. Segment's done. Next next week we'll have someone else you can fake interview. Yeah. But that was actually the outcome of the interview is that I was so overwhelmed by Roger Sharp's presence that I just tapped out completely. <laughs> yeah. What if, I, what if I, like, surprise get him on the show one day? Like, you're completely fucked. I think, no, I work well under pressure, though. And at the moment I'm just looking at your silly face. So, you know, it's hard to take it seriously. But if Roger Sharp was actually there on the phone, I would nail it for sure. Okay. Yeah, I've got faith. Would Would you feel more or less comfortable if I if he answered the phone like this? <laughs> I'm not going to describe what you're doing, but it's perverted. Everything. Ah, uh, uh, why am I making it harder for me to edit the podcast? All right, <laughs> take control, Jess. Okay, so on to continuing my knowledge quest. There's I've learned a lot during the time that we've been doing this show, which is not not a very long time. Um, but there's still so many things that I don't know. And one thing that I keep seeing mentioned lately that I don't understand, and I haven't looked up because you're my stage mom and you don't let me Google pinball stuff, <laughs> is zipper flippers. What are zipper flippers? I don't know. I fucking zone out every time people talk about zipper flippers. I think they're you like... Know what they are? Uh, I think zipper flippers are flippers that are like small and then you activate something and they grow. Like boner flippers. So it's like zingy uh, No, that's the wrong word. Z- <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, yeah the flippers the flippers grow, uh, and they they were they were bought in, in with with EMs, and somehow the yeah the flipper grows, and it's kind of like like making the game easier for a little while, like right. a center post. Okay, so they. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's what they are. Right. But they're not on any games that um 
are of kind of significance in in the 80s onwards no well i was interested because i keep seeing it mentioned and uh, i think dr john put a post up about a machine that he has in his possession which has zipper flippers so anyway um i'm gonna need to get in touch with dr john to get another quiz going because the last episode was quite challenging for you what's your pinball weakness you don't know what zipper flippers are what else do you not know very much about uh anything from the em era i'm pretty bad with I mean, I've heard all of it before. I just don't really pay attention sometimes. Just so now. Right. Okay. Well, this is good information. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking at them now. I'm right. I don't, okay. So they don't grow. I think they just. They just move in. Um, right. So they close the I gap think. a little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, th- thanks yeah. for that informative response, Ryan. <laughs> you. You. I now give you permission to go out on your own since I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> you have failed. The grasshopper has eclipsed the master. All right, cool. Well, look, that's, that's pretty much the um, – that's my wrap on pinball news and media. Do you have anything new to add? Let's go into your 10 other segments that you have prepared. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot more. I think that we should cover off on our favorite segment right now, which is shitty pinball themes, which may actually be good. So I'm bringing something really good to the table today. I always say that, I know, but I really believe in this one. Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> right Hear me Wait, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna like go into incredible detail with this one and then mention a second one like oh and this with no details <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Is that what's... don't get ahead of yourself and take all the steam out of my segment here you just wait just wait okay <laughs> <laughs> so gordon ramsay's kitchen nightmares right i really like the idea of this one number one because i don't think the license would be too expensive you know, cost yeah, production okay. is important. Number two, because the call-outs would be bloody hilarious. Imagine, it's fucking raw! <laughs> it'd be so good. You can call people an idiot sandwich when they miss when they drain. It'll be fantastic. And, you know, a kitchen is a really high-pressure environment. We can have some really good hurry-up modes. It could be like, make mm. a croak and bush in 30 seconds. Otherwise, Gordon Ramsay will call you a fucking cockhead. <laughs> What's a what's a croakenbush? A croakenbush is like this tower. It's a cake, but it's a tower made of lots of different balls of pastry, essentially. But it's like a really difficult, like a light. It's kind of like a clear pastry, I think. Anyway, it's very challenging. And making the croakenbush. I just remember. I just remember that idiot sandwich thing when you got two pieces of bread, That's put right. it over someone's face. Yeah, exactly. And said, "Said what are you?" <laughs> I'm an idiot sandwich. Tell me that wouldn't be awesome. Yeah. Any any more details or just Gordon Ramsay swearing while you play pinball? Mostly the swearing, um, mostly the really aggressive call-outs, but, you know, some kitchen hurry-up modes. But there could also be a nice mode where – because he did that children's cooking show where he's really lovely to the children, so he's really awful to the adults. But when he teaches the children how to cook, they get upset. He's like, don't worry. You're doing great. You're doing amazing. So that could be your reward for getting through. Maybe that, maybe that's the maybe that's the wizard mode. Is yeah. Gordon Ramsay is nice to you? Exactly. <laughs> but no, but no one ever gets there, so it's just <laughs> fucking rage. It literally never happens. Yeah. So that's my um my idea. We could have there could be some really cool features on the playfield. So you know how? Tell me a machine. I feel like Adams has this, but it's been so long since I've played one. Machines that have something that kind of spins. Oh, the TMNT has it, right? The pizza that kind of spins the balls around and flings them off in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we could have that, but it'll be a, a kitchen whisk. <laughs> a kitchen whisk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could just be pizza, right? No, it'll be a kitchen whisk. And then okay. in Deadpool, where there's the um. Instead of a wire form, it's like a katana ramp. We could have like that, but yeah. it'll be a kitchen knife. Or a, or a wooden spoon, like no, even sexier. No, it'll be a kitchen knife. No? This is not a collaborative okay. effort. This is my shitty pinball thing. <laughs> 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 okay, so that's my plan. Um, option number two, which I will not elaborate on whatsoever in keeping with our new format, is Mrs. Doubtfire. Do you, do you actually I'm, – I'm interested in this one. Like, do you – is there a failed marriage mode where, like, the shit breaks down because he just pushes it too far? Yes, there is. <laughs> cool. I like this. You're into Mrs. Doubtfire. I choose Mrs. Doubtfire. I choose Mrs. Doubtfire. Over Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. I fucking love Mrs. Doubtfire Mrs. as Doubtfire's a kid. Mrs. Doubtfire's an yeah. amazing movie. That's why I've put it up. But I think it would – personally think it would be better to hear, It's fucking raw! <laughs> 
when you mail I don't do mails because I used to be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mrs. Doubtfire quote. Yeah. Anyway. So what's your vote this yeah, time? Yeah. Hey, your vote's for Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Um, I- I'm not going to ask you what you vote for because obviously it's Gordon Ramsay um, with all the details. <laughs> what's um, – okay, there – Sometimes there's a discussion in pinball about games that are too mean, that don't make the player feel good. Mm-hmm. For example, Alien Pinball, very hard pinball machine. You, mm. you might never play one. Um, then There's not many out there. Right. But when when the mode timer runs out, it kind of flashes on the screen like you failed. Uh, and you will fail most modes because the modes are pretty hard. Right. Which to me, I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't care. But some people... Like I remember Ron Hallett would always bring it up. Like, he doesn't necessarily like that. It, like, it's not a good idea to tell the person they failed at something um, versus encouragement. So, I mean, Gordon Ramsay would be just be, like, nonstop telling you your shit. Um, <laughs> but you, you might notice, like, a lot of 90s games are very heavy on the encouragement. Okay. They're like, you're amazing, you're doing really well. You know, and it might be a female's voice, like Attack from Mars. You're my hero! <laughs> uh, Men of a Madness will do the same thing. Versus kind of the newer games, which are more kind of like in your face. You suck. You're not doing very well. Prove me wrong. Yeah, there was a lot of that with Deadpool, but I guess that goes along with the theme as well, like we've discussed about Deadpool being an anti-hero, so I would expect that. He's very kind of sassy anyway. Um mm. Yeah, I mean, thinking about playing Shadow, which is my only reference point at the moment, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> yes, here we go again. You know, as, as soon as you hit a loop, it's like, excellent. Um, it, it is pretty encouraging in that sense. I can't... The, way, the three-way combo, like, he's, that guy's pretty surprised at how well you're doing. Yes, that's right. Wow, four-way combo. Wow! Five-way combo, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I don't have a lot of other machines to refer to at the moment. Personally, uh, keep I... It, keep, it in the, keep it in the back of your heads. Yeah, I'm going to keep this in mind when I play, when we're able to, when I can leave house arrest and actually play on location again, I'm going to check this out. This is my research project yeah. now. Cool. What's your personal take on that? I feel like you need a mix of both. I mean, I, I, you don't want a, a pinball machine encouraging you all the time. Um, but it does feel good when you have, like, the audio cues, whether it be a sound. Like, in Tron, when you hit combos... Um, the sound goes higher and higher and higher, mm-hmm. um, which just, I don't know, it just makes you feel good, like you're achieving a higher status of pinball because the tone is getting higher. Yeah. Um, and if you can somehow couple that with a call-out, like as I said, like the, the shadow thing, just the, the combo thing on a, a sh- the shadow will make me pay attention. Like sometimes you mindlessly, I'm, I'm sure you've figured this out by now, like, you can't always pay attention when you're playing pinball. And if you're having a decent game, you're just kind of like flipping around and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the machine tells you, wow, three-way combo. You're like, ah, oh, I've done something. I'm going to just like concentrate now and divert my attention to hitting that fourth, yes. fifth, sixth, and seventh combo. Yes. Um, whereas, and, that, and that's I think that's very focused on a game like The Shadow versus newer games, which I've said it before, like there's so many, there's so many things going on. There's so many sounds. Mm. It's very hard to grab the player's attention in in that way, um, you know, on, on a positive note, it might, it might be something like a hurry up, which you know, the, you know, the music will change and something will flash. Mm-hmm. It's just more obvious in in '90s games. Um, yeah. So I don't think they do it as well now, but I'm sure someone can prove me wrong. Well, when we talked about, for example, playing when I played Deadpool a couple of weeks ago now, um, and that was side by side with Monsters. You know, I found and I talked about Deadpool being very busy um there is a lot going on and you know that's i haven't played a lot of those newer games i had was able to play a couple of the things in your collection which are from the similar era but prior to that i hadn't really played any of those really modern games and i found it very busy very hard to kind of figure out at a glance what was going on you know you can look at the rule card that's fine but when there's so much happening at the time it can be very difficult to focus on that compared to monsters, which is a lot more sparse. There's less going on. It's intuitively easier to understand. Do you think that that could be a barrier to people who are very new to pinball because of the complexity of new games? It really, it really depends. Like it's like in Deadpool, there's like a gimme 
two-ball multi-ball, which will make people feel amazing. Uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's, like, you hit up the middle three times, you're in multi-ball. Or if you choose Donatello, who I think is the the default character when you start the game, and you shoot the right ramp once, it's like a three- or four-ball multi-ball, I think. Um, and it's worth a lot less, but I think it's just to get you kind of started. So there's they're aware of it, and there's triggers. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm unable to see pinball in the eyes of a newbie so you're the one who should be answering that question but you're allowed to gravitate towards certain areas of pins and your your bias will change you might start off liking too like there's different things that you like and it's been interesting um even just engaging with people online on facebook about shadow because that's the only machine i have um some people hate the machine because it's hard and like i've said i personally love it because it's hard it's already kind of a tough machine because of the way that the playfield's set up and the shots are close, are close to the flippers. And then it's your machine, which is set up harder. Um, I like that. I guess some people don't. You know, ball times on the shadow can be quite short because it's a bit punishing, but I think that that encourages me to improve my skills, and I, and I have. Um, yeah. But then again, you know, if it's the only thing I've got to play, maybe in a few weeks I'll want to have a game where I can just stand there for half an hour on a ball and and flip around. I don't know. Yeah, you, you'll start to notice rule. I mean, you'll yeah, it, it'll end up coming down to rules and layout of a pinball machine probably that you'll end up gravitating towards. And as like I, I reckon, it'll just be '90s games for a little while, um, and then this is what people usually do. It's usually '90s, and then Stern. And then sometimes you go back to the 90s and then 80s and then you go, you know, starting into the niche, you know, like the early early solid states. You might get into EMs. I'll start collecting. Who knows? But you're at, you're, at, you're at the start, so you don't need to like... <laughs> pardon? I'll start collecting the old Zacharias or something. <laughs> yeah, you just need to not live on the top level apartment somewhere. Yeah. Imagine if I actually moved house so that I could get more pinball machines. I mean, it's already beginning, right? I said to you just the other day, my place is so small and I'm surprised that I was actually able to find a good spot to put shadow. And then I sent you a picture of my layout and was like, Hey, I can fit a second machine in there. Also, by the way, how much is TMNT brand new? <laughs> like the cogs are already starting to turn. I'm honestly already starting to think about purchasing a machine one day. So I'm done. For- I think it's because I think it's because you're also in lockdown. Like once you get out of lockdown, you can just play everyone else's machines. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Well, that that might actually make you want it more. I don't know. I know this is terrible. Look what you've done to me. <laughs> First place we're going is Eric's house. Hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. Um, also, I would just like to extend a. <laughs> quick apology to Joe for trashing him so hard on the last episode because he's a very nice person. You were right. Um, into people that we've been talking to as well, we we haven't had a lot of emails this week, but we did get one from Matt who submitted a Cats on Pins contribution, um, his cat on the Simpsons machine, which is great. And also we found the owner of that awesome cat sitting on the centaur machine, which is uh, Jason from Pinhead, who I believe is involved with owns or runs their empire arcade up in Queensland. Super cool cat, super cool centaur machine. And also the creator of my new favorite t-shirt, which says Pinhead Pinball Cult. Yeah, you're getting into the pinball pinball gear as well. Yeah. We forgot to read out um, an email from Stacy uh, two weeks ago. So uh, this was in regards to you comparing Munsters to Adam's family. And I was just like, no, that's that's not a thing. Yeah, and I said it's Adam's family light. What did Stacy have to say? Hi, Jesse, and also Ryan, I suppose. The Munster's Pinball is a beautiful machine, has some great shots and flow, but has a big code problem, which is similar to Stranger Things' code problem. Shoot specific shots, start modes, and then lock out progress on other shots. Stranger Things succeeds more by having a few parallel modes that can start, ramp slash orbits versus center uh, drops and inner loops. Munsters only has Lily, the side targets, that can stack with other modes. And Lily is just a switch frenzy, boring as hell. Creating an effective, completely linear pinball experience with very little reward for actually reaching the wizard mode. If playing Stranger Things stops you from getting laid, 
playing Munster's results in castration. Cheers, <laughs> Stacey. Wow. Savage <laughs> take there from Stacey. Yeah, interesting. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> Are you in agreement, Ryan? How do you feel about Munster's? Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been more instantly bored playing a game than Munster's. I think it took me... And usually when you play a new machine, you just like, regardless of what machine it is, you're just like, wow, this is fun, this is new. I think it took me like maybe three or four games of Munster's and I'm just like, ah, why do I feel weird? Like, this isn't that fun. Yeah, I guess there just isn't enough going on. And even yeah. when stuff is going on, I don't know, there's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the Munster's. Do you think that being a pinball enthusiast slash collector makes you a bit of a novelty junkie? Like, you get to play with so many cool toys, but, you know, you always want something new. Yeah, yeah, but pinball, I mean, it's been discussed before that pinball people always say they want new things, and then you give it to them, and they're like, we don't want that, that's not pinball, fuck this, we want, you know. So what pinball people say they want and what they actually want are two different things. Like, as I said, one day we'll get into the P3 um, it's kind of like everyone wants like we want innovation in pinball and yeah. then this guy Jerry just like gives them everyone the P3 and they're like not that <laughs> um, Deep deep Root are teasing I mean they've been teasing for like years like we're going to release pinball machines and, and they've got some massive game changer that uh, no one really knows about which I don't know maybe by the next time we record it'll be announced and we just have like a one hour Deep Root show but I don't I don't care about it until I see it like the, the whole teasing thing yeah. got old three years ago oh we're gonna release this we're gonna destroy the competition blah blah we're gonna do yeah I don't know like I'll, I'll see it and then I'll, I'll eat my words then but um yes okay. is the answer to your question <laughs> yes well look the community doesn't know what's gonna hit it when I release my Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares machine that's that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, hey, you can you can you can get your own. You can develop games on platforms like on the P3 platform. So, oh wow, get into it, Jeff. Start start learning how to code. Yeah. Talk to Jerry, talk to Gordon Ramsay's people. Yep. I'll just start networking now. Or just maybe just Wu Tang instead. Look, I think Wu Tang has definitely been our most successful suggestion. We had a lot of really positive feedback about that one. Someone really needs to make that. Who can we pitch this to? Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike from Homepin. <laughs> Mike from Homepin. Okay, I'm taking notes. Mike, if you're out there, I am coming for you. I think his email address is mike at thunderbirdsucks.com. <laughs> Speaking of emails, do I need to spell ours out again? <laughs> no. At the end, at the end. Just kidding. All right, well, that pretty much covers my contributions for this week, Ryan. Do you have anything else? I thought you had more. You said you had a million things. This is like our shortest podcast ever. Really? No, it's not. It's been an hour. Um, maybe I didn't have as much as I thought then. Is Khan meant to be Genghis Khan? No, he's Shiwan Khan, which is a descendant of Genghis Khan. But I only know that because I watched The Shadow. How much do you know about Genghis Khan? Not very much. But this leads me into something else that I was talking about recently with the same person that I forced to watch The Shadow with me on a virtual date, which is that I'm really yes. into Mongolian rock music. Um, oh, guys. Yeah. That, that's that's a future reason why we, we broke up. You made me listen to, like, lots of Mongolian rock. Yeah, that's a reason that – that is a reason, because if you can't handle the pure, unbridled masculinity <laughs> of Mongolian rock, then you're not the guy for me. <laughs> it just makes you more virile by listening to it. It's amazing. Yeah, so Mongolian rock is the best, and everyone should listen to it at once. I can't believe you didn't like that. Can you – I did like it. I'm just giving you shit. Oh. So – Apparently, Genghis Khan killed 40 million people, and that was a long time ago. I think I think it was something like 10% of the population back then. Yeah, he was a pretty successful warlord, unlike Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin's not meant to be a warlord. He is in the shadow. That's how the movie begins. He is a warlord in, like, China. Ah, oh, that's right. Which is completely bizarre, and he's got, you know, this long, shaggy hair, and he's in an opium den with all his, his Tibetan hoes, and... And then he somehow becomes reformed, sort of, and becomes the Shadow. It's a very bizarre concept. I'm just looking up Genghis Khan stuff. Can you not? Is it true that Genghis Khan killed 1.7 million people in one hour? Well... No. (laughs) I I don't think so. Well, maybe his whole... I don't know. No, of course... Do you think they could... Can you you do a Khan pinball machine, like, shit theme in in the coming weeks? Can you... 
I think that I would like to typically avoid machines that are focused on genocide, but, you know, good suggestion. <laughs> well, okay. Well, apparently, I think 20, 20% of people have Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan's DNA in their system. Okay. So maybe it can be like a making love to a warlord um, pill machine. Um, if only Python Angelo was still with us, because I feel like that's something that... <laughs> Zingy bingy. Zingy bingy. <laughs> Do you think that's what Genghis Khan said when he when he killed someone or when he when he was spreading his seeds? Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the would you rather the Aladdin news or the Aladdin news? Like when you hear Zingy Bingy, is he about to, to break you off or break your neck off? <laughs> Zingy bingy. We haven't had that. It hasn't popped up for a while. I'm really pleased with the level of self-restraint I've shown in not referring to Python Angelo or Zingy Bingy for a while. But now I'm back. Or Ted Nugent. <laughs> I was waiting. I wasn't going to say it. I was waiting. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. All right. On that on that note, it took us it took us one hour to crack a stupid joke. <laughs> no, there's a lot of stupid jokes in there. On that note, Jess, I will talk to you in two weeks. Look, it's kind of hard at the moment to talk about much. You know, every podcast is having this issue right now with lockdown. So I think that we have covered some pretty good ground in episode five. I would like to hear from people about Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Tell me what you think. Do you like Mrs. Doubtfire? jessiejpinball at gmail.com. J-E-S-S-Y-J-A-Y. I will spell that out for all eternity in honor of Zach. See you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye forever. You gotta, you gotta be careful of people that sound wholesome, Jess. You just gotta be, be careful. They're the ones you have to worry about. Really? What <laughs> makes you say that, Ryan? Because you don't sound wholesome at all, so we can't be basing this on you. No, nothing. Keep on going. <laughs> Ryan is he's No, that's not, this is not going to be on the podcast. I'm just trying to make you laugh. Um, I okay. Just, just don't you dare cut that out. You are a degenerate and it needs to be known. <laughs> I'm not the one into f- okay? <laughs> okay, moving on. So. Hey, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's something called like a so maybe the first date with your mate can be playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are you daring this? I will kill you. <laughs> exactly. I'm editing this whole thing out. Oh, God.